the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part two of our look at the Mystic cards. We are going to discuss Hallowed Chalice, Eldritch Initiation, Explosive Ward, and String of Curses. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. We are making our way through the Mystic cards. This is part two of a four-part series. We are going to start off with Hallowed Chalice. It's a three-cost asset with a willpower skill icon. The item and charm traits as an action. Choose an investigator at your location and either choose one, option one, exhaust Hallowed Chalice and place one doom on it to heal two damage or two horror from that investigator, or option two, heal one damage or one horror from that investigator. If you heal the last damage or horror from that investigator, remove one doom from Hallowed Chalice. Now, unlike previous Mystic cards we have seen, this does not use charges, so that's a thing. The first option is similar to Meditative Trance, which was released uh, back in the Edge of the Earth, or Clarity of Mind level 3, or Healing Words level 3. Both of those let you heal two horror and two damage or two damage respectively this lets you do it for a doom on a level zero card so you don't necessarily have to spend tons of xp to get this ability i guess the big issue with this one i've never been a huge fan of healing in this game and i'm definitely not a fan of healing when i get to spend one action to heal one damage or horror that's really bad and it also requires a hand slot and yeah. Amina's hands are getting pretty full, uh -huh. barring some cards we'll look at later that uh, can give her more hand slots. But this seems very much the third or fourth option in terms of filling her hand slots. What do you think so, about this one? I would say, up until now, Mystics have had some healing options, and they've all been just terrible. Like... They're action intensive and they're and they're slow. They don't even get a lot of healing out. I think this one is better than all those those other mystic healing items. I gotta say, because I like how it can it in one card. It's not like clarity of mind where you can only heal horror or um, I don't even remember the other one. Healing, healing words. Uh, where healing can, words where you can only heal damage with that card. I like how you could pick. I like how you can choose between two damage and two horror. It doesn't have to be one and one. So if someone's damaged, you heal them for damage. If someone's horror, if someone has horror, you can heal them for horror. 
okay so it's already like doing the the work of two uh, other level zero cards in one and i like how okay so you exhaust it to heal two but then as an action you can heal one and then you can like clean the doom off of it so, so is that similar to spending say two actions to heal three damage or three or yeah think of it you could think of it like that you can think of it like that I also like how Amina kind of likes this because it's kind of easy for her to go like play this for zero, put a doom on it, and then heal a damage or a horror from somebody, remove that doom. You know, like I I feel like that second ability is easy enough to trigger that um, Amina kind of likes it. So I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like this is the best Mystic Healing card. It's just the best. It's it's the best of a very terrible pack. You you know what I'm saying? I'm glad it exists in the game. You know, I'm glad there's something there that takes care of damage and horror. Every class needs access to some healing just to like for the game to kind of work. I think you need some options. And I think this is the best option out of Mystic. So I'm glad it's in the game. See, I would argue that if Amina plays this for free and then takes an action to heal a damage or horror, say from herself, to immediately remove the doom. That damage or horror doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, that's true. That that's you true. healed. Yeah. Because true. she was in no danger of dying. Maybe if you heal a health, okay, I could uh -huh. see maybe that's worthwhile. But if you're healing a horror, like, why? <laughs> like, she's got yeah, nine. I see, what, I see what you mean. She's fine. <laughs> so, she's going to be fine for quite a while. I well, what know, I was I... getting at there is that so she's adding a doom to save herself three actions worth of resources, and then she's spending one action to like recover that cost so she's still kind of ahead action wise is what i'm getting at like to her it's almost like it costs two actions and zero resources to put into play think of it like that that's that's kind of what i was getting at there so it's like she kind of recovers that momentum you know lost by wait not really momentum she pushes that momentum forward that she's got for us you know with her ability you know, given that she had to, she, she given that she was in, a, in a, a situation where she wanted to play the hallowed chalice in the first place then you know it's, it seems like it's gonna be all right so like i said it's just this is the best of a very bad bunch i think it's fast enough that you might be able to compare it to hallowed mirror like when it comes to like how quickly it works and that's something i put in a lot of my decks and i feel like hallowed chalice like it works about as quickly as hallowed mirror does you know where hallowed mirror the, i think the most frustrating thing about it is you've got to spend to put it into play you get your soothing melodies into your hand and then you got to spend a second action in order to get the healing going. And I feel like this is the same way. Like, you put it into play, you spend your second action to get the healing going. But at least this one, you don't have to, like, wait to draw more Soothing Melodies in order to keep healing. So, and I guess what I was getting at there is, often enough, in a lot of decks I run, I slot in a Hallowed Mirror just for the emergencies. And I feel like this is close enough in, like, speed to hallowed mirror that i would slot it into a lot of mystic stacks would i would it be like the most amazing thing that saves everybody no but it, it's like oh crap button somebody's taken two rotting remains to the face because they drew tentacles it's like now they're down six horror yeah let me help you out buddy you know yeah it feels i could, good to have that I could see this i could see this is actually one of those cards i would probably play during the witching hour play it oh, for yeah, free you just Put a doom Ooh. on it, then take an action, yeah. throw another doom on it, heal somebody, that doom is irrelevant, and then 
next her you know next agenda you know you yeah, can either yeah. wait till the next witching hour in which case you know you're getting a, a free heal and actually a pretty decent heal compared to what we've looked we've seen like i mean you need to play clarity of yeah. mind level three to get to, to get, get to uh, yeah. to heal to horror and you don't even get a choice of damage or horror it has no. to be horror with clarity of mind yeah how would you rate this one I think I'd give it a zero. I think it's going to, I think personally, it's going to go into a lot of um, Mystic decks that I run, but not as the, this is my main strategy. I'm going to push this forward. It's going to be, I have one copy of this because, you know, I play a lot of four players. So something bad happens to someone and then all of a sudden they're at one sanity. Yeah, let me help you out. You know, that, that type of card. Yeah, I think it's still, I think it's a zero. I think it's good enough, you know, to not be terrible. Yeah, I think if I had rated this one on first impressions, I'd be rating it quite a bit lower, but I could see... Yeah, I'll give it a zero. I think it's okay. What is this, Mr. Lang? Mr. No, you, you don't have to. You don't have, I mean, I, we know how you feel about action-intensive action healing. You know, I was I, like... I, I think it's okay for the for option... If you're able to use it for option one, I don't see you using it for option two. Oh yeah, I see. I see. I feel mean. like option two is really, really bad. It kind of, it kind of is. But like you're getting one, and you're getting to remove a doom from it. It kind of is, but I'm glad it's there. So if so, because you know how, and this uh, this happens a lot in multiplayer, way less so in solo. You'll have a turn where it's like, okay, the enemies are all exhausted or 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 they've all been defeated and well, what what am I left I've got like a free action. I've got nothing really to do with it. Like I've got a pretty decent hand and I've got enough resources. You know, I, I guess I'll, you know, it's like I guess I'll take a resource. Well, you got Hello Chalice. You can just say, "Okay, I'll give you a quick heal and remove a doom from this thing." You know, it's I'm glad it's there on the card. Is I think I'm I'd feel at. better about it if it didn't have to be the last damage or horror. Because if they're, say, if they're only on one damage or one horror, okay, the healing doesn't feel good. Like you're, you're not yeah. saving them they don't from anything. It. You're just remo- yeah. like you're basically taking an action to remove the doom. Uh-huh. And as we've said, if you're picking up Sin Eater, there's easier ways to do that. Uh huh. So it feels like you're using this for option one. Uh-huh. And, I mean, unless it's a real emergency, option two is just not going to be something you should be doing. Do you know what I wonder? And I, I, I was starting to think of this while we were um, reviewing the level four um, charms earlier. I wonder if they cut a card that had to do with moving Doom between your access, between your assets. Why do you say that? Because notice how the uh, the level four charms they all they all said, and this was a benefit for paying four XP. Remove all doom from it, and I'm like, okay. I I mean I could see that if there was a way to like consolidate doom onto a single asset. Well, Amina can do that yeah. with her elder sign ability, but it's with her elder sign. That's that's but the want... thing. Elder yeah, signs you know, are who knows like... unreliable. I wonder if there was a card that let you move Doom around. Okay, so bear with me here. So I wonder if what happened is at one point there was a card that let you that let you move a Doom off of your um, Arcane Initiate, 
and stick it onto your hallowed chalice. And then you go, I spent an action, I removed that doom. And then you're like, and then the designer's like, oh my god, it's like he got a free um, Moonlight Ritual. You know, over and over and over, he gets to use Moonlight Ritual, you know. And that's why they had to add, like, a condition for removing a doom. I wonder. I wonder if it was abusable at some point in playtesting. Moving on to Eldritch Initiation. It's a one-cost event that has a willpower and intellect skill icon. The Ritual Trait... For each arcane slot you have, draw one card, maximum five. For each filled arcane slot you have, choose and discard one card from your hand. Now, I am not going to discuss the option of drawing five cards because that that requires awesome? a lot of setup. I prefer to look at this card and hmm. say, okay, I'm going to spend a resource and draw two cards. Now, I believe... Preposterous Sketches is spend two, draw three. This one is one of those cards I mentioned that works with Antiquary, so you can play this for free with that, or Uncage the Soul, although you're not getting the benefit from it. You do get to play this from your discard pile with Uncage the Soul three, which might be nice if it's (laughs) desperate. Don't this do. also synergizes with uh, Astral Mirror and Binder's Jar, which we'll look at once we get to the XP cards. Both of those benefit from you having empty uh, arcane slots. This encourages you to have empty arcane slots, so there is some synergy there. The problem is this is not great with what most mystics are doing, <laughs> to be honest. It's like I'm oh. playing Agnes, I'm filling my arcane slots, and I'm not going to be playing this to draw two cards and then discard two cards. I just don't see that happening all that often. That said, card draw in the Mystic card pool is rare and often somewhat awkward. Usually requires that you jump through a hoop or two in order to uh, secure it. What do you think about this one? I would run a skill card over this. I'd run a guts over this, like every time. Two cards is not enough for to be to be worth um, paying a resource and an action. I would much rather play guts and just get a card. Yeah, for zero and no actions. Yeah, it's pretty much all there is to it. <laughs> I think we. I mean, we've often talked about during these reviews where you're you're sort of looking at the the ideal versus the what is realistic and yeah i this definitely suffers this from is that, one of those cards that immediately jumped out to me after hearing yeah. you uh hammer that home over there over all of the reviews we've done where i think a lot of players yeah. will look at this and be like hey max five cards that's amazing what? <laughs> not realizing the amount of work that you have to to do to get yeah. even remotely close to that. I mean, we have seen a whole bunch of cards of late that add arcane slots. There's Sign Magic, there's the Hierophant from Circle Undone. There is, of course, Astral Mirror here, which I think gives turns your hand slots into arcane slots. So yeah, to have those arcane slots empty, if you got lucky and dropped a Hierophant down on in your when you drew it in your opening hand, you could pay one for three cards. So the problem with all these is that if you're setting up a combo like this, what do you want to be using card draw to get? Your higher fit, your you know, your your side magics, your things that boost this. 
So it's like this is the search. This is this should be the search card, not the card that improves your searches. Do you see the backward? There's like a backwards logic there. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Mystic has uh, Arcane Initiate. What do you need? What do you need this for? <laughs> you know. True. You got Arcane Initiate. You're fine. This one suffers from just being sort of at odds with, I think, what. Yep. Most Mystics in the game want to do. Maybe, maybe this is very targeted at at Amina because I mean she's using charms with hand slots and not necessarily spells in arcane slots but yeah, but then why would she take any effort to increase her arcane slots if she's not using her arcane slots for anything but this like this is not the this is not a much of a payoff for having arcane slots true yeah how would you rate this one tentacle i would run guts over this <laughs> every time am i willing to be that hard on it yeah i think so tentacle for me as well it's card draw but i mean Arcane Initiate is way, way better. Yeah. Any of the neutral skills will get you a card without having to spend resources and a card to do so. So yeah. not uh, not great. The next card is Explosive Ward. It is a, an event that costs X. It has two combat skill icons the spell trait before you play explosive ward you may discard any number of cards from your arcane slots so if you were looking for a way of firing off an arcane eldritch initiation here's a here's a way to help you out deal x damage to a non-elite enemy engaged with you x cannot be greater than the number of empty arcane slots you have this action does not provoke attacks of opportunity so Basically, I think if you're playing Amina, you are spending two resources to deal two testless damage. Most of the time, unless you're, again, increasing the number of arcane slots that you're not using for anything. Yeah. Once again, this synergizes with Astral Mirror and Binder's Jar. Binder's Jar is actually kind of interesting because this you could stack two enemies on it, get two arcane slots, and then fire this off for four damage and four yeah, the problem i think with this one yeah. is that again it's not a great fit for what most mystics are interested in doing mystics love filling their arcane slots this doesn't work with that and spectral razor is in the card pool which deals three damage against non-elite enemies and can target it still works on elites oh yeah and it's and Spectral Razor can deal two damage to elite enemies. This does nothing to elite enemies. Yeah. I don't even know. And why I, that I can't remember there. how much Spectral Razor costs. Two. two. So two for three versus three for three. Three for three with lots of conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, let me think about this. Alright. Deal X damage to a non elite enemy engaged. Okay, so it's Tesla's damage. Alright. So mono a mono. How often do you play that? I have never played that card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't even know why this is in the card in the Mystic card pool. Like, what what role does this fill? It's like I'd rather play Storm of Spirits, and I'd rather play. I, I feel like it's it's like a Storm of Spirits or a, a Spectral Razor with like more conditions attached. I think this might be one of those cards that was put in the box for players who don't have a complete card pool. I guess. 
So you yeah. you buy this box, you have Amina. Amina has basically nothing to put in our her arcane slots. So here's a card that A has okay. two what has two combat skill icons, which That's true. That part's nice. Work with yeah. the ceremonial sickle yeah, and then nice. deals two Tesla's damage. Yeah, for which... those times when your ceremonial sickle is not going to help you it's already exhausted you can't fight anymore so you have this as a backup okay so if you don't own spectral razor this is not the worst but i think spectral razor is a little overpowered anyway so it's like well it is yeah it it is yeah so i like the icons on it all right i'm not, this isn't too bad maybe if i just ignore the discarding arcane slots bit and i'm like okay this is really about i have no arcane slots I'm going to spend two to deal two damage. I wish it just didn't reference empty arcane slots. I wish it was just deal X damage when non-elite enemy engage with you. X cannot be greater than the arcane slots you have. Hmm. Yeah. Although for level zero, maybe that's a bit too much. Okay, I see that it's like, it kind of fits in this weird spot. All right. Where it's like, can't step on the toes of other classes too much. And we're not a seeker. Yeah, it 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 seems very okay. How would you rate this one? Oh God, do I ever play this though? Do I ever see myself playing this? Probably not because it's so it feels counter to what a what a typical mystic does. You want to fill your arcane slots and you want to use them, and like the best you're gonna get out of this is like a, the same as like a single shriveling charge. But I can understand the use of the, its use in emergencies. Like, I I understand. So I'm gonna give it an elder thing, as I don't think it's quite zero territory. Like, I don't think it's pretty good, but it's not a tentacle either. So I'm gonna say elder thing. I think I'm going to give it a zero in Amina. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold the phone. <laughs> Are you prepared to bring back the spreadsheet? Oh, I might have to. Yeah, this this I, feels I, like an Amina you gonna put card. The if you're not, playing are you going to put the spreadsheet over there? If you're not posting the spreadsheet, don't go down this direction. Because then, all you're right, like, then it gets, an, the then it gets an elder thing. I think yeah. if you have spectral razor or storm of spirits, yeah, I think you're never going to play better. this card. Like those cards yeah. will take up the slots that this uses. If you have a limited card pool with just Scarlet Keys and you need some direct damage, then this is better than nothing. Because yeah, and Amina the icons isn't going to put good. anything in her, in her arcane slots anyway. So this this yeah. fills that that gap. But yeah. other than that, this will never make the break into my decks. It's, it's the same with Eldritch uh, uh, Initiation, where, I mean, I look at the... When I sit down to build a Mystic deck these days, those event spots are so tight. There oh, are just yeah. so many good Mystic events. I mean, you've got Drawn to the Flame. You've got, um, what's the other Discover Clues? Read the Signs. Read the Signs, yeah. You've got Water Protection. Like, it just, the list goes on and on. You've got Spectral Razor. You've got Storm of Spirits. And... I'm right now having a really tough time fitting all of the events in the deck that I want, and this one does not True. make the cut. 
Nordis, yeah, it's because those Eldritch ones from Dream Eaters are... Yeah, it's probably because those two from Dream Eaters mainly are, like, they're so straightforward and efficient. Read the signs and uh, Spectral Razor. That's, like, that's two slots. That's four slots in your deck just gone already because of how efficient they are. Yeah. You know? So, like, you don't have a lot of room to play around. So, yeah, I might even be willing to give this a tentacle, to be honest, because given the the quality of the event, the events that mystics have access to this just never makes the cut in any deck i'm playing i will give it an elder thing simply because i think amina might be the exception to the rule yeah. now there it's might be icon. some other mystics who are able to use to play the hand slot game but i haven't built those decks yet and and i don't know how viable they are so Maybe this fits in there, but in typical Mystic decks, this never sees the light of day. The next card is String of Curses. It is a one-cost event that has a combat and agility skill icons. Spell trait, so tons of synergies there. Parlay, choose a non-elite enemy at your location and either choose one. Option one, automatically evade that enemy and place one Doom on it. It cannot take damage for the remainder of the round. Discover one clue at your location. Option two, if that enemy has one or more doom on it, defeat it. Gain one resource for each doom that was on it. So option one in this case, you automatically evade an enemy and discover a clue without making a skill test, which is mm -hmm. very good. It's a parlay action, so doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity either. Option two, if there's a doom on it, and the doom you place on the enemy, if somebody's around to kill that enemy later, you can deal yeah. with it that way. Option two, kills annoying enemies, and I'm looking at you, Brotherhood Cultist. For those of you yeah. who have not played the Forgotten Age campaign, Ooh. the Brotherhood <laughs> Cultist is a pain in the ass, and this <laughs> deals with it very efficiently. That's true. That's true. And it also deals with other, you know, annoying cultists that you run into from campaign to campaign. I, I don't have a, a thorough list of all of them, but uh, there Wizard are... Wizard of the Order. Wizard of the, well, Wizard of the Order is, is from the core set and is uh, common enough. But uh, Brotherhood Cultist stands out to me as, as one of the particularly really annoying ones. But there are others who appear in, in various campaigns who who get doom yeah. added on them and stuff like that. What do you think about this one? So thinking about this one quite a bit, I, I kind of, um, it, cause it, could, it, it does multiple things and it's got a lot of words on it, but I kind of, I think at its core is I, tr I tried to match it up to drawn to the flame. So drawn to the flame, zero cost, draw an encounter card, discover two clues. This one is one cost, Automatically evade an enemy. Automatically discover a clue. So that's still two skill tests worth of you know worth of effort that you've accomplished there. But instead of drawing a skill uh, an encounter card, you put a doom on an enemy. That if you do it early enough in the agenda, it can go away. I think that's pretty good. You're getting two, because we were paying, we were willing to do a whole encounter card, which could be all sorts of crap, for two clues. So two successful skill tests. I think this is pretty good. Because you can heal the damage of the Doom over time, you know, if someone defeats the enemy. And that's just looking at the first bullet point. Like, 
I think this is this card's not bad. The second bullet point I think is just a bonus. You know, it's like if I run into a wizard of the order, I have a way to just defeat it. Yeah. Or if he got mysterious chanting just put on him for another two doom, I could just defeat him. So I, I feel that one is like the bonus. Just the top card I think is pretty good. Because the free evade, like I, I like that. You just because if you don't have a way to evade enemies, you can like lose you basically can lose your whole turn. So just having a way to get out of jail is pretty nice. So I, I kinda like this card. Yeah, I like it as well. I think the the okay. auto evade and a, and a clue is is nice. Yeah. I think it it's uh, very nice simply because if you end up in a situation where you have limited actions and you want to mm-hmm. clear a location and get the hell out of dodge in the same turn, this enables that. Rather than you having to a evade the enemy, then discover the clue, then move to get out, mm-hmm. this takes care of most of that problem with one action, mm-hmm. which is yeah. very nice. Again, yeah. event slots being what they are, mm-hmm. this is fighting against a, a lot of really good stuff. But here's a, here's I a think thought. it's definitely worth a look. Would- Hint thought, you're the solo player. That first bullet point, would you play this over Drawn to the Flame in solo? Uh, no. Really? Okay. No. I I want the two clues. Oh, okay, because you want the two clues. Yeah, I I definitely value the two clues more because Drawn to the Flame helps you in a lot of different situations... Mm-hmm. where you may not have necessarily have your uh, because of the way mystics work you know you're often having to draw your investigate and your fight options before you can actually do anything and draw into the flame lets you automatically get started grabbing okay. clues and moving and if you happen to draw your sixth sense or right of seeking or whatever you're using early then you can hang on to that drawn to the flame for later when you run into a a VP location that you need to clear oh, or you run true. into um, a location, say like the ruins of Etsley in untamed wilds where you need to get the clues off it to finish the game. And okay. drawn to the flame does that immediately for you for an encounter true. card that you don't care about. Okay. Got it. Got it. So it okay. drawn to the flame can get you going in the early game. If you're kind of stuck or it can smooth out the end game. Whereas I find the, like the automatic evade here is nice. It is, but you already, but you have to like already be stuck. But yeah, this is sort of a solution to a problem that Uh happens, I think less frequently than just the need to discover clues. I do like how you can automatically evade an enemy engaged with someone else. You know, it's one again, one of those little, uh, one of those little you know True. shots to my heart that i that i like about that you know for multiplayer like i i like that it's like you can say i got you bro you know you can evade the enemy for somebody so I, I i like it nice little nice little nice touch i like the touch yeah i do like the card it's it's uh-huh. but it seems a little narrower i guess like it's for a yeah, specific I... situation where yeah, you you want to get both things you need the automatic evade and you need the clue yeah 
the situation where that necessarily arises i don't know how often that that happens but well the way i look at it is like the clue you always want like you pretty much always want the clue right and then i was thinking okay well this kind of says i progress the game by getting the automatic clue and then i bail someone out you know by automatically evading an enemy you know is the way the way i look at this now perhaps this could be i mean you could also look at this as drawn to the flame three and four true in which case you are planning to race the scenario and you don't care about the doom whatsoever you're like okay okay i go to a location i investigate i investigate i clear it or Uh i move to a location i investigate once there's one clue mythos phase comes draw an enemy oh don't care string of curses automatically evade the enemy drop a doom on it grab the clue move on keep going keep going and just power through as fast as you can so i could Mm -hmm. see you playing two copies of this as three as drawn to the flame three and four and just trying to go as fast as you can in solo yeah because the doom won't matter if you finish the scenario fast enough yeah and i wonder if you can stack this on with other um with other clue discovery events so like let's say your clue discovery package is two drawn to the flames two strings of curses and two read the signs and you like don't have right of seeking you know you don't deal with that asset crap you just just go 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 oh and then you got the dowsing rod which you can drop doom to go faster so you could go i mean that's six cards at that point that gets you clues without needing (laughs) and then play dowsing rod for the move yeah like there might be something there yeah we just do the go 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 how would you rate this one i'm gonna give this one a zero i think um i think it's generally useful enough that i i could see this one yeah i think it's definitely a, I, I feel like in my in my book it's above another thing but i don't think it's like absolutely amazing like i'm gonna use this all the time i think i'm gonna give this i think i'm gonna give this a zero i think it's generally useful enough i think i'm gonna go plus one. Ooh. Ooh. Well, what? Well, I like the auto evade enemy. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I like the clue. <laughs> yeah. The doom may or may not matter, depending yeah, when you play this. I mean, if you play it during the witching hour, who cares? Doom's yeah. not going to matter. If you're playing in multiplayer, somebody can take care of the enemy and get rid of the doom. I like the fact that uh-huh. in multiplayer, this evades anything at your location. Yeah. Yeah. Which like mystics that. don't. I mean, they do have Onyx Pentacle now, but that's going to cost you a Doom as well. Yeah, it's going to cost you a Doom anyway. Yeah. But I mean, this is, I mean, if you have two of these in your hand, you can take out some very big elite, non-elite enemies with this. Like, I think, like, the Mindless Dancers in Before the Black Throne. Oh, that's right. Oh, this is, like, perfect for that situation. It's just like, oh, here's the Mindless Dancer. Okay, I automatically evade it and place a Doom on it. I get a clue and then I nuke it the next my next action yeah. with my second copy of String of Curses and it's gone. Oh that's true if you dump Oh man, you got me thinking of the uh what's it? The tome. Um what's the tome that lets you uh pull uh, a pull a spell out of your discard? Mysterious. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you can play this uh, again with Divermus as well. Oh, Divermus Indian plays it at a one cost discount, so it's like you go two actions, nuke an enemy, get a clue. 
But you put a doom on the Divermis, but whatever. We're we're not thinking that far ahead. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> could just... also do the same play with um, Uncaged the Soul level three. Mm-hmm. So you oh face, yeah! As long really as you only have it. one enemy handy, because the Uncaged the Soul will trigger an attack of opportunity if there's more that's than true. one. That's true. But you automatically uh, evade he... the dancer or dancer stand in uh-huh. Uncage to get the string mm-hmm. back and take it out with. I mean, it's card intensive, but dancers have six you, health, so it's if you absolutely, positively have to remove that doom this turn, then it'll it'll work. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go plus one. I like it. Nice. I nice. think there's some yeah. some play there that you can do some interesting combos. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, the fact that it can just defeat an enemy with a doom on it. I mean, that's pretty strong. Yeah. It's got to be non-elite, but that's still pretty strong. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. That's going to do it for part two of our look at the Mystic cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. Let us know down below in the comments what you think of these cards. Any uh, final thoughts uh, on this batch? So we finally got our first plus one. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Is that our first plus one of like the whole series, oh, the whole set so far? If not, so. it's close. Yeah, like this has been a rather mediocre set so far. Oh no, I think uh, Chuck got fl- baby Chuck got plus one. Oh, there hasn't been a lot of plus ones. Yeah, no, all, there, there all, haven't been. Saying. I think in the yeah. Mystics, I mean, there seem to be two sort of themes running through the cards. We've got the Doom manipulation being the most obvious one, but we also have this the sub theme of manipulating the arcane slots for oh, for benefit. Yeah which yeah. we're also seeing. Uh, and we saw the two Eldritch Inspiration and uh, Explosive Ward in this. And and while they tack on abilities that say, like, well, if you have a ton of empty arcane slots, which seems to be targeted at Mystics other than Amina, because why would she add extra arcane slots if she's not going to use them? Yeah, exactly. You're sort of getting minor effects. Uh-huh. Yeah, it seems like one of those where they're like, kind of, they've they've split it. Yeah. So they're not good in traditional mystics, and the effects in Amina aren't super great either. So, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a, a mystic coming in the future that we've gotten, you know, we've gotten leftovers from, kind of like how we had science assets in, uh, in right. Seeker above. Yeah. We're gonna have the the mystic with five arcane slots. Or the mystic who doesn't use their arcane slots, like, for assets. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.